Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Women in Power podcast. I'm your host, Brie Logue. Today, we have Dina McKellop. She has been an IT lead for over 17 years. She's a dual business owner and a podcast host of Fragmenters. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Awesome. So tell us a little about yourself. Um, Myself as a business person or personally? Both. <laughs> Why not? Let's do both. So I... Luck, I say I lucked into IT, which now I don't believe in luck. You know, it all happens for a reason. But I followed my then husband to a little tiny town in the middle of nowhere, worked at a grocery store just so I could have a job and applied for an IT position with absolutely no experience. And they picked me because there was only one other cab candidate who wanted to be remote and part-time, which wasn't anything that you could do in this position. So I then started learning everything I could, grew to absolutely love the fields because it's ever-evolving. You never know what you're going to do from day to day. They paid for me to get certifications and to keep growing and expanding. And then I decided to divorce my husband. It wasn't for me anymore. And I moved to Idaho where I knew no one had never been to the town until after I interviewed for the position and just started blossoming here. So I work for a nuclear facility here. I'm now a lead for one of the IT organizations. And in my spare time, I started our business called McKelman's. We sell wine barrels and make furniture out of wine barrels. And then I opened a selfie studio. And after two months of being open to the selfie studio, I was like, okay, you know, I'm only working about 80 hours a week. I'm going to start my passion project, which is my podcast. So that's me. That's awesome. Isn't that how funny how that works? It's like, oh, we're going to do these things, like have multiple streams of income. So, you know, we can work less. And then, yeah, I feel like we always end up like, oh yeah, we have all these fun things we're doing. And now I don't have really any other time, but yeah. How it goes. <laughs> so why did you pick Idaho? So I kind of was throwing darts at the map. I knew I wanted to get out of Nevada because at the time Nevada was 50th out of 50 states in education. And I have a son who's dyslexic and they could not provide anything for him. I mean, they if we bought it, they would let him have it sometimes, but sometimes they wouldn't because he was only in second grade and the other kids were jealous and they wanted the color things and it just wasn't the best environment for him. So I knew I needed to get out of Nevada, but, um, I wanted to stay in the West coast because that's where all my family was. So I, pretty much sent out my application. I think I applied to over a hundred positions in six months and they were in Oregon, Idaho, Colorado, Utah, you know, just around so I can be near it. And this was the first one that paid me enough to somewhat support my family. Nice. I love that. 
So did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? No, no, <laughs> no not at all. I never, um, honestly, I never thought I'd amount to anything growing up in the household I did and in the familial dynamic and the little tiny town that I did, I just didn't think that anyone could get out and do anything. So it has taken me a failed marriage and oodles of therapy to have any sort of confidence. And then I actually found myself when I was 30 years old, started doing the soul searching. And that's when I realized that the bossy bitch I was when I was a little kid is actually a superpower as an adult. And I want to pursue that. Oh, I love that. Can you go more in depth about how you found yourself? You briefly said it, but I think that's so important. And I think um, so many people struggle with that. And honestly, I feel like I'm still on that journey to like really find myself. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was a teen mom. So I went from being in school to being in school with a baby to being a mom and a career person to being a wife. And then I was volunteer EMT on top of all of my business and stuff. So I was just giving, 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 giving all the time. And because of that, I never found out who I was. And I even further lost myself in my relationship and just did everything that I thought a wife and mother was supposed to do. And it, it broke me. Um, I realized later, well, not realized, but I was diagnosed with uh, CPTSD, which is complex, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, in that realization, or in that diagnosis, I realized that all of my actions were programmed into me. All of my reactions, everything that I really pursued wasn't my choice. So after getting past that, and I'm now in remission, don't have any of those symptoms, I really had to step back and look at myself and explore. Like I did all the things. I um, did roller derby for a minute. I uh, started running. I just tried everything, every opportunity that was there. I tried it at least once because you can't know if you like something unless you try it. Um, It was really vulnerable. I could not have done it without doing therapy first. And then um, while I was here, I met my partner, husband, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) And um, at first when I met him, I told him there was no way I would ever date him and just to go away (laughs) because I was just trying to find myself. It was the first time because when I moved here, I didn't have my kids for the first month. It was the first time I'd ever been alone. So I went through that and then moved my kids up here. And then I was, you know, finding myself while having the kids here. And then he shows up and I'm like, no, I'm in the middle of this transformation. You idiot, go away. (laughs) And uh, because I had those boundaries and because he is the person meant for me, um, being that strong, well, independent person has actually helped us in our relationship. So I think it really takes time to you have to try things. 
Even if you don't want to try them, you have to try them to see if you like them. Who knows if you like writing if you've never written anything? Who knows if you like jumping out of planes if you've never done it, you know? Just go out and try it at least twice. Everyone says once, but you have to try it twice because you don't know expect the first time. So I like that. And then if you do decide to couple up, make sure that you are still yourself. Yes, 100%. So do you and your husband work together at all or you guys keep everything separate? Yes, we actually spend so much time together, but we do make sure that we have our separate things too. Um, But the two of our businesses, the um, wine barrels and our selfie studio, we run together. And actually I do all of the marketing for the wine barrels and he does like 90% of the custom work now. He's pretty much taken that on, but I do the marketing and stuff. And with the selfie studio, it's 50-50. So we work together constantly. Not only that, but during our day jobs, we both work from home. So we're working separate jobs in the same room. But like right now I have my podcast, which I said is my passion project. I've wanted to do this for years and he is out bowling with friends. So we make sure that we have together time, working time. Um, We have our separate endeavors and friends. But also we have a date night every week where we get to take off our work hats and our parent hats and our everything hats and just remember why we're good together. And I think that is so crucial. I learned that from my failed relationships and marriages. You got to have at least one night where all you do is remember why you're together. I love that. Date nights are so important. Yeah. We try to do them. And then I feel like if they don't make it a priority, they're not going to happen. So I feel like you definitely have to prioritize that time. Yep. Tuesday night, every night, doesn't matter what I have given up interviews with amazingly powerful women because it is a non-negotiable Tuesday night. Doesn't matter what it is. We're dating. Oh, that's so great. So what was your, you'd say your biggest setback or struggle and how did you overcome it? For what? Entrepreneurship? <laughs> For entrepreneurship, yeah. Um, confidence, honestly, it was an investment. Um, we've done everything ourselves. So having to, because I was a teen mom, I had a ton of collections. I had horrible credit. So I spent years and years trying to fix that and then never wanting to go back there again. Um the first time we went and got wine barrels, because we're in Idaho, you can't get them anywhere here. And that's why I started it. Cause I was like, I would like to decorate with them. I know I'm nuts, but not that nuts. So there's gotta be at least a few other women that want to do this. So we took the remainder of my tax return and I thought it was this giant, huge investment. Um, and we drove to the West coast and we stopped at all the wineries we could. And we came back with a U-Haul of 19 barrels and we sold them in a weekend. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, our biggest, okay. My one that I am most proud of is our company flew us to Oregon and we came back with like, I think it was 47 barrels and like one of the biggest budget trucks you can, um, find, but then COVID hit 
everything changed. You can't go into wineries and just negotiate to get their old used ones that they don't want anymore. So we decided we were either closing up shop or expanding and we expanded. So I finally found a winery in California, right? Napa Valley that would ship to us. And we had, because it's run out of our house, we had a semi truck in our neighborhood that we had to unload. It was 218 barrels in two hours. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, um, I digress, but (laughs) the biggest thing was confidence and in yourself to make that leap. It's, um, I covered this in one of my episodes too, but it's just so hard to be able to believe in yourself to do that one thing. And it's just doing it. Like it sounds so easy because saying it is super easy, but having that confidence to just do it, that's all it is. It sounds so easy, but yeah, it's definitely the hardest. Right. You never know what you're capable of and you tell you try. Yeah. Right. Uh, Entrepreneurship has many ups and downs. How do you handle the bad days? Remembering the good. Remembering the good and um, seeing the growth. Um, And before we had it ourselves, seeing it in other companies. Like here people sharing their story is so powerful. And that's why I'm getting to the point where I just mentioned my mental health diagnosis, you know, that before I was terrified, I wouldn't tell my closest friends, but now people need to know that this is what shapes who you are. So me saying that Steve jobs started with nothing in a basement and what he created that shows me that little old Dina from a little tiny town that no one's ever heard of in the middle of the desert can create conglomerates if that's what she desires, you know? So seeing other people succeed shows that you can succeed. If one person can do it, a million people can. And then doing it myself, we went from not knowing anything about business and starting our own to being profitable in two years, like a hundred percent profitable. Um, so yeah, when there's slow days here at PICS, we just remind ourselves, you know, when we started, we had no one. And last week we had 10 people and next week we'll have 30 people. And, you know, it's, it's just a process and just having faith in yourself again, confidence. Love it. Yeah. Confidence is definitely something I think, uh, us as women definitely struggle with for yes. sure. <laughs> Therapy. It's my favorite, my favorite thing. Therapy. If you don't got it, they'll help you. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) So what tips do you have for women who want to start, who are on the edge and want to start? Um, Honestly, I think I covered it earlier and that is do it, just do it. And if you can't go to therapy, (laughs) they will work you through. I mean, me five years ago, me last year, there's no way I would be on this podcast today talking to you. No way. I had no confidence in, I mean, I have my confidence in my brain. I always have. I've known that I'm intelligent and I can work through problems, but um, 
yeah, therapy has completely changed who I am. So if you have these ideas sitting in there and you know that you can do them, but you're, you're not confident enough to pursue it. Or if you have these ideas that you've never seen and you don't think you can do it, get therapy and see if that's why, because that could be, um, and reach out to other people, especially women, if you can, but there are so many good men, men, male mentors that are doing this, reach out to them and talk to them about it. Say, Hey, how'd you get started? Where should I look? I'm looking to go. If you want to own a B&B, go into a hotel and talk to management and marketing and talk to them, you know, just reach out. It's, we're all programmed to be self-reliant and that everyone's the enemy or competition, but that's not the case. And if you reach out and talk to these people, which again takes confidence, but if you reach out and talk to these people, everyone's willing to share. I've, I've not had one person who wouldn't give me a tip. Sometimes you got to pay for them and get yourself a business coach or something, but to just get started, just go out and talk to people, reach out to the small businesses in your town, walk into the restaurant and say, Hey, how'd you get started? Oh, we refied our accounts. Oh, I can do that. Especially with, you know, housing costs where they are. Um, yeah. So reach out, talk to people and therapy. I think people, what you said, I think is so powerful, um, therapy and also like, you're right. Talking to people is so important. Like just getting out there. If you already see somebody like locally in your community, like I, I guess I was always nervous to like go talk to these people, but like, they want to help you. Like they want other small businesses to succeed as well. Like people want to help you. Yeah. That's, I think it's a lesson that I will always have to learn, you know, the, the higher you step up not step up like you're better than someone, but you're, you're better than your previous self. You've hit uh, whatever money marker or a societal marker or whatever that you've set for yourself. Once you hit that, you're like, holy shit, I've made it, but I can't talk to the people in the next step. Actually you can, because they were at that previous step before. So yeah, getting out and meeting people in different stages of their life and of their journey it just proves to you that they're human. Like you might see this. I just talked to a, um, she's a CEO, business lawyer, award-winning author. And when I saw her credentials, I was like, how the fuck am I going to talk to this woman? I'm just some girl here who works. I'm just a huge nerd and I own a selfie studio. How, why is she even talking to me? And then we have this amazing conversation and we have so many things in common and she has the same struggles that I do, you know, balancing having kids versus pursuing your career. And when is it a disservice to your children on not being there versus them seeing you completely give yourself up and just everyone's people. <laughs> And it's so weird, but if you're sitting at home thinking that I'm just this girl from nowhere, or I'm just one girl or woman in New York City out of millions, yeah, but you have something. You, you're you here for a reason. There's something that you have that I don't. So get out there and share it with me because I want to know. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I think also... um. Like we're both in Apex, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that the power of like seeing all those people or being like in a mastermind, like all of those people always succeeding and posting their wins and they don't always post wins either. They post their losses a lot and they right. post like what's happening. And I think that's another thing, like seeing um, your social media feed, like be mostly positive stuff is like, you know, a game changer. Well, do, do you want to know why I entered Apex? Yeah, I'd love to. Why? So I have my podcast where I interview women in male dominated fields. And I have interviewed so many. And when I was on like the fifth or sixth interview, three of them were in apex. And I was like, these are women that inspire me. And I look, look up to, and they live in different States. They've never met each other. The only thing they have in common is this group. I'm like, fuck yeah, I have to be in this group. There's obviously something there that is building women up to be where I want to be. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Apex is great. So, you know, we don't get paid for this. You guys, we, we love yeah, the no. group. So <laughs> we paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> we did pay for it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what's your favorite book? Ooh, fiction or non? Ooh, both. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm going to say my fiction favorite is a series and it is by Stephen King, but it's not horror. I actually recommend this to everyone who doesn't like horror that wants it. And it's about, I, I read Stephen King far too young. I was probably 10 when I read this series, uh, but it is the talisman. And the sequel is The Black House. And it's about multiverses. And it's kind of in medieval times, but the multiverses are set in different times. So it it was the first book to really expand my, my thinking into, oh, there could be a whole lot more than what's just sitting here in my in my house. So that's that's my favorite um fiction, nonfiction. Oh, I have so many. I know it's hard to choose, right? <laughs> I don't know that I can. I can tell you the one I'm reading right now. That'd be great. Yeah. What are you reading? It's uh, Confessions of an Unhappy Housewife. Oh, nice. By Kirsten. By Kirsten. Right. One of my, one of my apex besties, but um, yeah, I'm really loving hers. Um, I like to read a lot of stuff about. Um, Okay. I'll say the first nonfiction book that really opened my eyes as to what I was experiencing, who I was and how to get past that was called codependency no more. So that one was life altering for me because of what I was going through. So I would, I would recommend that if you have any sort of interest in therapy stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Codependency no more. I have to look that one up. I haven't read that one yet. Awesome. So how can people connect with you? I have a lot of places. So on Instagram, you can find me at, and that's the at symbol fragmenters or picks Idaho or McKellip girl, M C K E L L I P as in Paul girl. And Facebook is fragmenters one couldn't get fragmenters, but fragmenters one, um, picks Idaho and McKellip girl. Again, I try to stay consistent. And then on TikTok is, uh, picks Idaho. 
and Dina, and that is phonetic. It is D hyphen N U H <laughs> because nobody likes to pronounce my name. Right. So. <laughs> awesome. And then you said, um, let's talk about your podcast real quick before we end too. So tell oh, yeah. a little bit about you help women who are or you interview women who are in male dominated fields. Tell us a little bit about that. Yep. So a passion of mine really came to front of my mind when my daughter was 12, because that's when you kind of start talking about, you know, when she was like six, she told me she wanted to be a donkey when she grew up. So that really wasn't the right time. <laughs> but um, when she was about 12, 13, I asked her about it and about going into STEM. And um, she told me she wasn't good at math, so she would never want to do that. And then we have boy, I have four kids together combined. Um, the boys are told, you know, that they're good at math and they're, um, they should be into engineering and computers and blah, blah, blah. And my daughter started getting into computers because that's what I'm into. And she was made fun of. And I'm like, shit, women aren't going to get into these fields unless it's spread younger to them. And the more I've gotten to know the women in my fields and hearing their stories, it's very similar. We didn't know it was even an option for us until we were older. So the only way to get out there and to get to younger women to know that it's out there is first spread the word to the adults. Be like, hey, really take a look at the differences between how men and women or boys and girls are being raised and talked to socially, not necessarily at home. You can treat them the same, but I mean, your son can't play with dolls and your daughter gets made fun of if she's racing cars and, you know, just stuff like that. It actually does make a difference in adulthood. So fragmenters is talking to women in male dominated fields about why we are in them, how we got into them, how others can, and why we should be in them and not saying it's also, it's feminism as what I believe feminism is, which is actually creating equality between the two. Not that women are better than men, just that you can't improve a system unless all dynamics are there. You need minorities in, you need women in so that it can run the best that it can. So yeah, it's more focusing on strategy and empowering and not all of the bullshit that we know happens that will go away the more and more we integrate. Awesome. And to tell little girls, tell little girls they could be scientists. Right. Little girls can be anything. Like exactly. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Little girls can be anything they want to be. Well, thank you so much, Dina, for being on today. And everybody, make sure you follow her podcast and follow her on all the platforms. I'll have them linked in the podcast description. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Brie. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.